0: from linkly it's how we got here the stories behind the youth high school college and professional sports journey where it leads and what we learn along the way i'm cory Koski, and on today's show we have former university of Minnesota basketball star leah b olson what does it take to play division one basketball you have to play all year play AAU basketball from a young age, right? What if I told you that I knew somebody that didn't start playing basketball until they were a junior in high school and played Division I basketball for the University of Minnesota Gophers? Would you believe me? Probably not. Well, I do know somebody. Leah B. Olson is that person. Raised in poverty in a blended family in South Minneapolis, Leah was introduced to organized sports rather late in her childhood. This is how she got here.
1: well i had a i had a different childhood than most people and a different upbringing so um, um, i'm the youngest of six kids um my family is a blended family so we have um so we have um you know i have step brothers and sisters and half brothers and sisters but we're um we've always just said that um we're brothers and sisters, so we don't use that. It's like your family, your family. So we had this kind of big blended family that had two kids who were black, the rest were white. So we were always kind of a little bit different. We stood out that way. And then my parents put us in a school that didn't have sports. It was kind of like an alternative learning school that she thought would be great for us. And so it was a fun school. It was called the Southeast Free School, um, but just a really different kind of open learning process. And so at that same time i was six foot one at the age of twelve so i was the tallest girl i was i was really um athletic but i wasn't on a team so i was playing sports all the time with my brothers or in gym class and just super active but never on a team and so finally um because i was just very competitive with my brothers they were like you yeah well you should probably go to a school that has sports and so I eventually transferred into South High um, when I was a sophomore. And because I transferred that year, I couldn't play sports. Um,
0: but you weren't playing sports before that.
1: Right. I wasn't playing sports before that, but I wanted to go play basketball. So um,
0: even though you transferred, coming in not playing sports, oh, right, right? you had to sit out.
1: So, right. So I'm coming in. Um, I came into the, um, to South High halfway through the... Um, the basketball season. So I couldn't play that year. So now I'm going into my junior year and I go meet the coach and he's really excited because he's heard from all the other girls that, you know, there's a six foot one girl who wants to play and he's super thrilled. And then we, um, then he asked me, you know, where have you played before? And I said, you know, I was just very naive. And so I said, you know, oh, I played in gym class and (laughs) with my friends and and then the kind of he doesn't look quite as excited to have me on the team. And so, but he was like, "Well, you can try out for the team, and let's just see how it goes." And so then I had a really great tryout because I had no expectations. I wasn't nervous. I just was like, I'm "Just gonna go do this thing." And I um, I didn't even know like all the drills. I would just follow the person in front of me. Whatever she did, I would do. And so I had this really great tryout. And afterwards, the coach was like, "Okay, I think you could be really, really good." Um, you're just going to need to learn really quickly. And if you kind of keep this open mind to learning, I think I can coach you into being a really good player. Wow. <laughs> it's a very different story. That probably could never happen in this day and age.
0: Well, so help me understand. Okay. You go from not playing mm-hmm. and now he says, go, like, Hey, you know what? If I, you know, if you have an open mind, which everybody says they do
1: <laughs> right. until
0: you don't have an open mind. Um, And you you go in and you're training, but still, now you're going into your first games. And I'm assuming that it didn't come, your first game, you weren't the best player out there.
1: Yeah, it took me... It was pretty quick till I started being really good, but what was happening in my first games is like literally I didn't know all the nuances of the game and I didn't know all the rules so it'd be like you know come on Leah, get out of the lane, get out of the lane you know and I would and it, so those first few games I was doing a lot of watching at varsity level at the varsity level. Um, but it was because I was like and, and now there the competition for girls basketball wasn't as intense as is now. But, you know, when I was, I was so tall and athletic that I could just get rebounds, I could get us going in the break, I could do some basic things that um, a lot of people weren't doing then. And so, um, so even though it was a little ragged at the beginning, it was still, like, kind of higher level than a lot of the other players.
0: When did universities come around and start noticing you?
1: Well, so what happened was, so like that was a huge deal for me because finally I like, I found my confidence and I was like, okay, this is what the six foot one body's for. So for me, it was a huge deal to finally find this team and this place where I felt really com- comfortable and confident. And so now the next kind of different thing that happened was I ended up graduating my junior year of high school. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> So I had, because I was coming from a different school, how my credits matched up with theirs is that I was like fully a year ahead of everybody. So my high school coach was like saying, stay, stay in high school, stay in high school. And I was like kind of wanting to graduate. My parents wanted me to graduate. So um, the junior college coach, Minneapolis Community College coach came over and sat me down and was like, okay, You can come over here and play. I can train you for two years in basketball and see if we can get you ready for that next level. Now, I didn't really even see myself playing at a higher level. I just wanted to keep playing. So I ended up going to Minneapolis Community College, um, which is now MCTC. um, And I went over there and just, like, played. That's where I just really learned to be really good in the game. I got my confidence. I was, like, the all-time leading scorer. And... Um, the MVP, and I um, broke um, a record for rebounds and was like one of the best community college players in the st- um, in the state and in the country. And so that was after two seasons. And so then the University of Minnesota said, "Okay, why don't you come over and try out for us? try um, out. Yeah, so it was a tryout. I was coming in as a walk on. Um they basically said I had a week to practice with them, and whatever happened happened. So I headed over there, and the first two practices when I... So I've always been... I was always the tallest, but I was super skinny. So um, when I got over to the U of M, I look, and, like, everyone's my height. Like, there was at least four or five other girls my height and who were all way bigger. And um, so I was, I was starting to feel a little nervous because I was thinking, wow, I have this height advantage that I'm not going to have. And... Um, so the first two practices, I couldn't I couldn't score, I couldn't do anything against them because I couldn't figure out how to, like my shots were being blocked, I was so skinny, I was just getting pushed around. And so I just went home and I was like, I can't do this. So I told my mom, I'm like, they're better than me, they're bigger than me, they played longer than me. So she just kind of did that mom thing and was like, okay, hey, you just told me everything that they can do. You know what is it that you're good at in basketball and I was like well I'm a great rebounder she's like okay go rebound the ball tomorrow like that's all you're gonna do is like go figure out how to rebound the ball and then I was like okay so then but before I left she said and remember you're gonna have to work harder than they do because they have more experience so you're always gonna have to work harder than them so with those two pieces of advice like I liked it because, like, those are things I could control, right? So it was like, I was like, okay, I can work harder than these ladies. And then I was like, I'm going to get a rebound. So then the rest of the week, I just, like, figured out how to get a rebound. I was, like, you know, figuring out how to hold someone off, get a rebound, and then start a fast break so we could play fast. And then I could score without someone being down low. So I just kind of started figuring it out. So that at the end of the week, I made the team. Um,
0: That is... um, (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know, it's a sure. crazy story. That, that, that's
0: amazing. But you talked about you wanted to graduate early. Your parents, everyone, said you're going to graduate earlier. What was the plan with the early graduation?
1: My parents were always super big into education. So the one thing, we didn't have any money growing up, but their big thing was that you will, everyone in this family will get a degree from a four-year institution. And so I think they were anxious for me to move on to that next level and get that degree and um and i was the youngest of six kids all my siblings were going to the university of minnesota so i think i was just like i'm just gonna follow them and i was just ready and so i didn't even i didn't i guess i didn't even really think that much about i thought for about it for a little bit because my high school coach really wanted me to stay and he was like i can get you to a division one team if you stay um, but for some reason, I was just kind of anxious to go to that to the next level.
0: With all your brothers and sisters going to U of M, and then you're going to, to a junior college, what did your parents think about that?
1: Well. Um, they, their whole thought was okay. So if you're going to, gonna go the um, junior college route, then you all, you just have to be. You're preparing yourself to be going to the University of Minnesota. So they made sure every class I took would be transferable to the university. Um, so that was kind of their mindset: is that's fine, you can go that route, but let's make sure educationally wise, you're taking every class, you're prepared, so when you get there academically, you're good to go. And I will say this: that academic wise. I didn't think it was any harder at, <laughs> at the U of M than I did in community college, so it definitely prepared me.
0: All right. you, you made a, a statement earlier that I, I, I wanna ask a question about, because I found it interesting. When you, you talked about you were in high school, you said you found your confidence. What did, that, what did that mean? What does that look like?
1: Well, you know, if you can imagine, like when you're six foot one at 12, it's like I was taller than my teachers, I was taller than everybody in my family, taller than all the boys, and so there was a sense of, um, and, and because I had this different family, I just always had this sense that I didn't fit in. And it wasn't like I hated myself or hated being tall, but it was I just had a weird feeling like I couldn't get totally comfortable in my skin. And when I started sports and then we had that camaraderie and then I was good at it and I could feel myself getting better, it was just like... There was this sense of relief of like, okay, this is how I've always wanted to feel. This is what confidence feels like. This is what it feels to be comfortable in yourself. And so I think that's why sports are so important to me and why I want other kids to have that opportunity to participate in sports is for some people it can be just such a huge game changer. You know, some people can go through and play and no big deal. Some people can go through and play like yourself and be a pro. And some of us come through and, like, we gain these huge pieces of, like, who we are through it. Um, and so, yeah, it just was this real sense of, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing um, and where I belong.
0: You graduate from college. What, what are you thinking next?
1: Well, I knew I wanted to be in broadcasting and I knew I wanted to stay in sports, but I didn't know how, what it was going to look like because um, I had done an internship at Channel 5 with Joe Schmidt and um, I thought I wanted to be an anchor person and then I was like, no, that's not the route that I want to go. Thank you, Joe. Um, and so I, the Timberwolves um, offered me an internship. I started working there and then eventually um, I worked there as in a position It was a corporate account supervisor position. So I was working in the sales and corporate offices And so I was super excited about that job because I was in sports, but the whole time, like on weekends and any time away, I was trying to figure out how to get into broadcasting. And then I started getting little gigs, um, doing some stuff for the Gophers, some high school stuff, and then eventually, after five years of working with the Wolves, they moved me over into the broadcast department. So... um, But my overall goal was I need I want to stay in sports and I want to stay around. I like I like being around athletes and I love um, one of the things I love about being in sports is I love how a game is like there's a start, everyone's working towards it and then you play it and it ends and then you start again. Like there's something about that cycle I really like.
0: So what was it like being a a female, um, you know, a former female basketball player and now all of a sudden you're covering men's basketball?
1: Yeah, it was interesting because not a lot of people come in at the MBA level, so that was different. Um, for the most part, I don't—I didn't have any issues. I'll say the little things that I kind of noticed was um, I felt like with the players, they needed to know that I understood the sport, and so. They kind of came with, some of them came with the assumption that I didn't know it. And then when they would either hear about how, where I played or my background, then it was like, oh, okay, then it's okay. And so um, so I could feel that a little bit. Um, but for the most part, um, I felt comfortable in spaces um, that was, you know, male-dominated. And when I first started there, it was kind of the days like Kevin McHale and Flip Saunders and and Randy Whitman, all those guys, Jerry Seesting, all these guys were there. And, you know, these are all, you know, NBA former greats. And, um, and they were, they were just comfortable with me because I think because I played the game. And so that, that to me seemed to be what kind of made the kind of woman issue thing go away is that like, I think what people wanted you to prove is your. You weren't here just because, you know, it was fun or for whatever reasons that you were here because you love the game.
0: Let's talk about Rethink the Win. You, you start this uh, thing to kind of affect youth sports. Talk about Rethink the Win a little bit.
1: So where that came from was, so after coming through sports, and then I had two kids, Jada and Will, they came through sports. Um, Will's a baseball player, Jada played volleyball. And I just was noticing how and then working with athletes my entire career Um, one I was seeing kind of some of the same issues with our athletes like um, kind of when athletes stop playing sports kind of having that natural dip and and so I've seen a lot of that Um, seeing um, athletes who you know when you over identify with being an athlete and we all like because when you're an athlete like that's what that's really how you want to identify and then how how do you navigate that later in life? And then, then when I started seeing our youngest athletes coming through, I was just surprised by, um, kind of the rigor surrounding it. And it didn't feel to me, um, as natural, like they were just playing. It felt so like, um, you know, parents were so involved and it was just felt like we were creating these spaces that weren't Always great for our athletes. Not all the time, but in certain spaces. So, I just wanted to see how I could help some of the athletes. So I created Rethink the Win, which is basically trying to find other wins through sports.
0: So you're coming at it from a little different angle, and and you have a podcast now, uh, Youth Sports Intervention. Tell me what. What angle are you coming from it that's different?
1: Well, what I have been seeing is that when when I talk to parents who have kids coming up, they're ready to go into sports, they seem so uncomfortable and nervous about what is it like? Am I going to be in a gym the rest of my life? Um, How intense is it? How much money is it going to cost? It feels like there's just a lot of um, questions that haven't been answered. And everyone has a different association team. Everyone does it a little bit different. So I was hoping to provide resources for parents through the stories of athletes. And um, so make it a space where you can come to the podcast, listen to a parent who has maybe an elite athlete coming through, or listen to a sports doc who's going to tell you about overuse injuries, or listen to, um, who else do I have on? Um, uh, next week I'm talking to someone who's in, uh, Glenn Anderson, who's in charge of Minnesota hockey. and so give us what does it look like what do we need to know what's the inside scoop of it um and just some real basic advice for parents athletes and really anyone who's surrounding you sports
0: have you had experiences with your own kids that you look back now and you're like oh i wish it would have did different and or and on the other side of that the experience that you had said, you know what i think i did a pretty good job on that one
1: yeah I, we, i've had both so i would say with my son i think um The only regret that we have is um, at one summer, I think it was around his junior year in high school or maybe sophomore year, um, he just seemed like super wiped out and he just didn't seem like himself. And at the moment I realized he was on three different teams and I started looking through his calendar and it tallied up that he was at like about 100 games that he was playing. Baseball? Baseball. And I realized, oh my God, this kid is exhausted and he's just it's too it was too much so I asked him what he wanted to do and he he was like let's just do a couple weeks without any baseball and so in hindsight I wish I would have been um, kind of created some spaces for him to um, have a couple weeks without sports I think I think we all get so into it and um, oh there's another camp and there's another team and there's another tryout and you just you don't know when to stop and so for him, I would have had that, um, and then for my daughter, the what um, what I realized was in volleyball, there's some, there was definitely intensity from the parents. And you know, when you're in volleyball, the girls like are the line judges and all of that. And I remember walking into a game, and a parent was like yelling at my daughter for <laughs> for you know being a line judge, and I was like so struck by. You know, a grown adult person yelling at a 13-year-old kid, and so it it made me really start thinking of like, what's driving this?
0: So you didn't go, whoa, 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 time off. <laughs> you do you know who you're I, talking to? That's my kid there.
1: Right? Yeah, I didn't do like what my gut was wanting me to do, which was like to go ballistic. I, I <laughs> Mama I was, Bear didn't come out. Right, Mama Bear didn't come <laughs> out, but I was I was furious. Um, and it was just like one of those moments where you just realize, well, how could it mean that much to someone else's, you know, to an adult to be yelling at a 13-year-old kid? So that's when I kind of just started, like, thinking, how can we make this better?
0: So what, what did you think... Like what was your answer when you asked that question? Is like why do you think it involved? Why did this parent get crazy on that?
1: Well, and from what I from what I understand now, and the research I've done, and then being uh, continuing to be in sports, is I just think there's kind of been a societal shift, and I think we are putting we all want our kids to be successful at such a high level, and now sports is that way a way that we can bring them through, and they can be successful, and they can get scholarships, and they can do these things, and so I think. There's this intensity that's just is happening around sports in the same way that there's this intensity of how we're trying to get our kids into colleges. Um, and it's very competitive. I think people feel like I'll be a bad parent if my kid doesn't do well. Um, unfortunately, sports is not a great space for that because sports treats everybody the same. You know, it's like if you're not good enough, it will kick you out the door. and. Um, and there's no shame in that. Like everyone has a place where you drop out of sports because your your time is done. And for some reason, I think we've we've created these spaces now that no my kid has to be a, a player at a high level and that's making me stressed as a parent. So now I feel like I have um, the right to, you know, belittle a 13-year-old girl or yell at the umpire or kind of go crazy because I'm investing so much into this
0: what would you what would you say to a parent, a new parent, their kids just started nine year old baseball, and this is the first first kid going through what would you say to them?
1: I would say, first enjoy it because when you look back and you see those little jerseys, you won't believe that that you could be stressed at one of their games so just try to step back and enjoy it, you know. And I think, I think, because we're so involved, because we drive them around so much, because we pay so much, um, that lifts our intensity level. But like I would just say, step back a little bit, step back from all the other parents, and just try to see it from a a little bit further back view. That this is a great thing. That my um, son is participating in sports. He's going to learn all these great lessons. He's going to have buddies. Um, and if that's all that came from it. That would be okay, too, right? Um, but hopefully, maybe something else will come from it. Maybe they'll get better. Maybe they'll move on to the highest team, whatever. But trying to just keep, um, keep in perspective what it is. It's a little kid in a little uniform going out there playing baseball. It's really it's nothing more than that. Um, we, just bring, we just bring more to it than it actually is. Um, so, yeah, so that's, like, what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to, uh, the other piece of it is I'm, I'm using um, professional athletes to tell their stories. And I think it's often interesting that um, a lot of times you learn what we learn from professional athletes like yourself is that you're intrinsically driven. And so it's not about, like, parents or anyone yelling at you or this intensity. It's that you want, you love the game, and you're going to work hard at it. And so I think those stories are important for people to hear.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to the show today. If you like this show or any other of our shows, make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you want to read stories written by our guests, you can do that on www.linkly.com. Don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter so you don't miss any of these stories. Make sure to check out our social pages. We have them all. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have any suggestions for a show, please write us on Facebook. I'm Korkoski, and you've been listening to How I Got Here from Linkley. Special thanks to Wade Beavers and our friends at the restaurant Agriculture.